Welcome to Choose Beauty, a modern salon podcast. In this episode, Anne Morado, Director of Brand Content Strategy for Modern Salon, sits down with Joy LeMay. They discuss how to charge differently for your services while also thinking differently about tipping. And now, Anne's conversation with Joy. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Choose Beauty. I am so happy to be here today with Joy LeMay. Joy is a life and business coach with Destroy the Hairdresser. She's a stylist. She comes with years of experience. And Joy and I had a conversation not too long ago about charging differently for your services. But before we launch into that conversation, Joy, can you just give us a little bit of your beauty background? Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. And yes, I've been in the industry for 17 years now, and I've been behind the chair for all of those years. And I was an educator for a major brand. And then this year I have transitioned into coaching stylist without an agenda, one-on-one coaching um, through Destroy the Hairdresser. And um, yeah, I don't know. Do you know I should have asked you, do you know what Destroy the Hairdresser is? Um, Tell us. I know, but everybody listening may not. So fill us in. Yeah. So Destroy the Hairdresser is a coaching company, and we are a group of coaches who one-on-one coach stylists in order to meet their full potential and to learn how to salon differently. So some of the things that we talk about are charging hourly, getting rid of tipping, getting rid of retail, um, getting rid of the front desk, um, you know, having, being in control of your, of your schedule. So those are a lot of the kind of tenants that we kind of talk about with destroy the hairdresser. And so I know one of the big ones was, um, hourly pricing is a nice, fun, hot topic. And then also along with that is, um, the notion of getting rid of tipping. So you and I had had that conversation about hourly um, which was so much fun. And I'm so glad because we had such a good time talking about it on the phone and then we put it out on the article and then it was like, so now I get, I'm so excited that we get to have this conversation again and actually get to record it because it was such a good conversation. (laughs) Me too. Me too. And we get to expand on it into thinking differently about tipping. Yes. Which I have no idea what to expect there because we haven't talked about that yet. So I'm so excited to hear that. So As you mentioned, we talked about charging differently instead of per service Mm -hmm. per hour, per for your time. So talk about how you made that transition and how that changed your business and then why you might recommend that to stylists. So first of all, it's something that I think that a lot of us who've been doing hair for a really long time we get into this idea of this is industry standard. This is what we do. This is how it's been done. This is how it's going to continue to do it um, or how it's going to continue to be done. And so it's really about stepping back and thinking consciously about the decisions um, of, of our decisions and thinking about how is this serving me? And if it's not serving me, then it's probably not serving my clients as well. So When we think about charging a la carte or like per service, you know, we think of, um, 
well, I'm going to, we have all of our fancy words. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to sell you guys, you know, I'm going to upsell you on a conditioning treatment. I'm going to upsell you on more toners, more glosses. Um, and these are all words that we are used to saying, but our clients don't really understand those. And also then it kind of also can turn into emotional sabotage because then when we see a big ticket at the end of this, at the end of the service, we might then have a reactive moment where we go, Oh my gosh, like that's really high. And then we start to discount. Um, so there's just a lot of things that can kind of happen when we charge a la carte. And I've been guilty of all of them. And it wasn't until I started to take ownership of my expertise, take ownership of my time and start just charging for an inclusive service and base it just on time, that it started to shift my focus onto um, creating creating a experience for my client that was um, just really str- much more streamlined and more simple for them and for myself. And then because it's based on time, there was there's no there's no getting out of discounting or taking off that extra toner or the extra bowl of color that we use. But we know that anytime that we do an extra service, that extra service counts as time. And so it's really, it's really something that I have found that most of my students um, or not most, all of my students love um, going hourly. Um, all of my friends who have gone hourly, um, people in our company that have, we all talk about it. And it's, it's definitely the future of our industry is to just charge by time. And then we are also then charging our worth because we are, we're thinking backwards of how much money do I want to make in a year? And then that kind of boils down into what we should be making for the hour. And when you are working with a coach one-on-one, we can really sit down with you and say like, okay, well, you know, what do you need to be making per hour to, um, to make this work? Because I think a lot of stylists, because of lots, I mean, most stylists are, I think would be shocked of how much money they make per hour. It's pretty low. And so I think when we start to realize like, oh my gosh, like I need a, I need a and then we're able to make what they want per hour and then they're going to be much happier stylist. And when you're a happy stylist, your clients are get super happy. You know, you talked about that sort of uh, sticker shock that can happen as you're checking out. I mean, mm-hmm. y- you described it as the stylist sort of seeing it, but then the client sees it as well and doesn't necessarily understand everything that goes into it. So is yes. the client... What's the client's reaction to the change? All of like, seriously, like everybody, all of my clients have absolutely loved it. And, um, because they, they know what time is. They don't know what the difference is between a highlight, a foilage, a balayage, a root shadow, you know, root smudge, root tap. They don't know any of that, but they know time. And also I feel like it gives back the power to the client to be able to say, this is what I can afford. I'm going to book you for these hours. And then they know what to expect when they're coming in and then they get what they expect. And I feel like it's just, excuse me, it's just, it's everybody's on a plane, on a, on a, on the same field 
everybody is transparent about what's going to happen, what service they're going to receive, how much time it's going to take. And then you go from there. And I, it's, it's such a freeing experience when you can talk about it, when, when your client knows what's going to expect and you know what to expect and we're not making decisions for them. They're not making decisions for us. It's just very transparent and I love it. Have you had stylists resistant to the notion? Because as you said, oh, a lot of decisions we make, they're unconscious and or, oh, so lots of time, lots of resistance, huh? Yeah. And how, how do you, what is their resistance and how do you overcome it? Some of the things that I think, um, some of the things that I feel like stylists become resistant to some of these changes is based on our own fears. A lot of times it's, well, immediately it goes to, I'm going to lose clients. That's anytime that we make a change, I'm going to lose clients. And we have to change our, we have to change our mindset into, it's okay if I lose a client, I might gain, but I also might gain another, I might gain more, I'm, I'm going to gain clients. We can't always just um, make our decisions based on if our three o'clock appointment is going to have a hissy fit. We can't base our life on is somebody going to have an adverse reaction. And that's a lot of why one-on coaching can be so helpful during this transition because it's really about who are you as a person. We're going to keep you stay the same. And let other people kind of do whatever they want to do around you, but you stay the same with your boundaries, with what you feel comfortable with, and you move forward. And it's so funny because as soon as you make the change and you start seeing like the positives, then it, it goes, you know, all of the fear that's wrapped up in it kind of goes away. And so, you know, we see a lot, I see a lot of um, a fear of lack when, um, when clients, I mean, when students want to go hourly, but they're scared to go hourly, it really boils down to that fear of lack. So if I make a change and what if people don't like it? The truth is you could always go back, right? <laughs> you can always go back. Right. You can right. always change it. I've not, you know, none of my students have had people come after them with pitchforks saying, you know, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's something that I think we hold, we hold ourselves back. And it's one way that we can break through, we can take a risk, we can see that when we take risks, they pay off for the good. And then that encourages us to take even more risks. And another risk would be to get rid of tipping. And so it goes into the, the client experience of where you are now being paid for your time, you're now being correctly paid for your time. And we shouldn't be putting any type of um, our self-worth based on if a client tipped us or not. And so it's about or thinking like, well, this is my price, but I also get tips. And so we're living off of knowing that we're, we're going to get that tip. And so that that, well, what if they didn't tip you that well? Like what then what happens? Or, you know, what if, um, you know, what if they didn't tip you as much this time as they did last time? And 
it's like, let's just get rid of all of that uncertainty. Let's put it all nicely in a little bow of this is what you're going to be charging for the hour. And then that's it. And it's really nice. I didn't think of tipping in the context of, again, taking back your power. I mean, I didn't know sort of what you were, how you were going to frame that, but in that tipping, if it's so uncertain and Mm -hmm. it, and it doesn't, doesn't align with necessarily how much someone liked your work or how good the work was. I mean, there's a total disconnect. It could be one day somebody feels like tipping the next day they don't, but, um, but you're right. It, it is about, again, saying this is, uh, this is my price and a a tip is, do you, do you say a tip is not necessary or do you not need to put that out there? I do say it's not necessary. Um, or that like, you know, my, I do I have a no tipping policy. There's lots of ways that you can word it. Um, when I announced to my clients that I wasn't, you know, that I was going tipless, which sounds a funny word, tipless. Um, <laughs> you know, I just was saying like, I've adjusted my prices to, so now tipping is no longer required, but I did, I did up my price for that. You know what I mean? Like I got rid of it, but I also bumped my price up because I had been living off of knowing that I'm going to get, you know, say 20% average, 20% of clients. So I just up my price 20% and then just called it a day. And then of course people are going to ask, you know, really wants to tip. Should I say no, take the money. Of course you're going to take the money. <laughs> like if somebody is like, please take this. Okay. Thank you. But no, they're just telling them it's not necessary. It's not required. Um, and also it also frees up for people who they might want to come to you, but they know that, well, it's that price, but I also have to tip on top of it. So just kind of taking that out of it as well. And it's all about elevating yourself and, um, recognizing all of the years and the hard work and the classes and the effort and the expertise and the knowledge that you have and wrapping it up in a nice little package of an all-inclusive experience for your clients. That is a lot to get your head around, I suppose, when somebody has, because you said, you know, the fear of lack and the just fear of change. But if there was ever a time to make some change, I would say this is it. I mean, it really feels like, what have we got to lose? Yes. So with our, when, and what I speak, what we talk about with our coaching students is um, this idea that you are a vessel and our, your vessel is your ability to give and to receive. And when we have a large vessel, we can, we can hold more. And the only way to grow that vessel is by taking risks. And when we take a risk and we get uncomfortable and we kind of stretch out and we, and we take a little bit of our, we take a little bit of our power back and we're like, oh, that feels really good. Then it emboldens us to take another big step, another big risk. And then that feels really good too. And then we're able, and then out of that abundance, then we're able to give more. And so we're able to give to our community. We're able to give to our family and we're able to give to our clients. And, um, one of my students, um, she was so, she was so, um, scared to make these kinds of changes. And what if I had, you know, I had a cancellation. What if they didn't like that I, I made these changes or whatever? 
but then she kind of started to realize that she was that that now when she was able to um, take back her own power and not give it into the hands of her clients, and she herself was okay with the changes that she was making, she would she would text me and she'd be like, "I'm I'm so happy at work. Like I'm doing so, like now I'm so happy at work. I feel so free at work." I'm enjoying doing hair again. I'm enjoying spending time with my clients. I'm, you know, maybe I, and the thing is you're always going to lose clients. It's an, it's an, it's the nature and you're always going to lose some, but you're always gaining some as well. So why not lose the ones that don't serve you anymore and gain the ones who are going to be so appreciative, appreciative of your time and your expertise and your passion and going hourly, going tipless are all of the, are some of the, the processes so that when you go to work, you're feeling just so happy and fulfilled. And you might have, um, you know, you might, you might lose a couple and you might have some, you know, blocks in your schedule that are open. And we, and at the story of the hairdresser, we're like, that's really good because then that means that somebody's going to fill it who is going to pay your higher price, who's going to be so excited that they finally got in to see you. And when you have that mentality, when you go into work, you're just going to be so, you're just, you, you find your passion again. Yeah. It sounds like you don't see what you lost. You see what you can gain. And, exactly. and that, client, it's, that, it's, that, it's that mind shift. It really is. And that client sort of self-select. I mean, if somebody isn't comfortable with the change, then, um, probably good that they've moved on because like you said, you open yourself up to something even better. Yep. So Joy, if, if someone wanted to work with you or work, you know, find out more about your coaching and some of the topics you discussed at the top, how would they reach you? So we have a website, destroythehairdresser.com. There is also a podcast, so you could also look up Destroy the Hairdresser on your podcast provider. Um, there's some really good nuggets on there, <laughs> which is actually what got me into knowing about the company and starting to work with them as well. And um, you can also find them on or find us on Instagram, Destroy the Hairdresser at Destroy the Hairdresser. And then you can find me individually at Joy LeMay, J-O-Y-L-A-M-A-Y. And on Destroy the Hairdresser, the website, you can go down, um, you can see a little tab that says coaches. And from there, you can see a list of coaches and you can actually book a free discovery call with me. And we can talk about, um, you get a 30 minute free call where we can talk about your goals, um, things that you are struggling with and how I can help you and encourage you and keep you accountable to those goals. And so, yeah, definitely reach out. Um, I would love to support you in any way. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> great, great. That's that, a lot of different ways, a lot of different touch points. Thank you so much yeah. for spending this time to just dive a little deeper into this whole concept. Everybody, if you want to see the first interview we did, there is an article online on modernsalon.com. Uh, where we discuss this concept of changing pricing structure. And it's also in our November-December print issue, the last issue of the year, which was uh, really appropriate because we're moving into a new year. We need to think differently. So, Joy, thank you so much for your time. 
And it's wonderful to see you. And I hope we'll have many more discussions like this. Thanks for listening to Choose Beauty, a Modern Salon podcast. Check out all the latest industry news at modernsalon.com. You can also find us on social media with links down in the show description, along with Destroy the Hairdresser, 